certainly have fears that there is a serial killer at loose in Perth. Sarah Spears, Jane Rimmer, Kira Glennon. And every time you saw a young girl walking by, you think, oh God, is she going to be the next victim? Now, one man stands accused. If police are right and Edwards is the Claremont serial killer, he's been hiding in plain sight for 20 years. Despite the trial of the century being in adjournment, this afternoon, Justice Stephen Hall called an urgent hearing. Welcome to Claremont in Conversation. You're with Natalie Bongiolo, Tim Clark and Alison Fan. Tim, in yesterday's podcast, we outlined these unprecedented changes taking place in courtrooms all over the world because of the coronavirus crisis. What is going to be happening with Claremont? You were called into court today. What were you told? Yeah, uh, on the run, Matt, uh, we got late notice that there would be a hearing this afternoon. We were all speculating about what it was, and our speculation yesterday was right, actually. Justice Hall had been considering what to do um, to keep the so-called trial of the century running, and he put his mind to it and come up with a string of uh, measures, actually, which he is satisfied will um, enable the trial to continue running as smoothly as possible. And I've got to say, they are, again, unprecedented. I can't remember anything like this in Perth or anywhere else I've reported on, I've got to say. They will include um, witnesses being able to give um, evidence from their homes, if they wish to, via video link. Um, They will also include an audio recording of the proceedings to be placed on the Supreme Court website every day, daily. That is to discourage people from uh, members of the public from coming into court. They will also include um, uh, overt sanitation um, uh, methods in court, i.e. hand sanitizer to be available to everyone who wants it. Um, The witness box being um, wiped down after every witness, probably after every session. They will also in call um, mean that um, extra sanitation methods on the entry to court to satisfy the lawyers that they, they won't be sort of carrying um, possible contamination into court. So um, trays and, and other things that are, are used to go through the x-ray scanners will be um, extra, sanit- uh, extra cleaning um, employed on those. And also, if they wish to, lawyers involved on either side, prosecution and defence, will be able to have a webcast, a live webcast of the proceedings beamed to their offices if they wish to, um, to minimise the amount of people that come to court every day. So, um, Justice Hall said, we are in extraordinary times, so I'm going to bring in some extraordinary measures, um, and um, those are what they what he's come up with. Yeah, these are really unheard of. When you were hearing these measures that were being put in place, Ali, um, I mean, it must be gobsmacking after covering courts for 50 years to hear of things that have never happened before. Well, that's right. And, um, of course, Stephen Hall has virtually said nothing's going to stop his trial from going ahead, even if it is the only criminal trial running in this building, because all the jury trials have been put on hold. And if another one's going, because it's judge alone, he pointed out, There's no reason why we can't be going until we've stopped with something unforeseen. And he said um, all these things should be carrying on. He's very determined that his court be open. That's why he's making these extra, um, uh, I guess, issues with um, 
if the public insist on coming in, they might even be able to listen to it from a remote room. So he's determined to keep his court open. He's determined it will go ahead. And um, he said, until we're stopped, this will be as safe an environment as any other in Perth, a safer worker environment as any other yeah. in Perth. So and he's determined, yep. It is, I mean, it is extraordinary in that, you know, ordinarily it is very, very difficult to get access to audio or vision out of courtrooms. It takes a, a, a lot of work and a lot of um, effort to make that happen. But this is just going to happen. Yeah, um, is, as Ali yeah. said, yeah, he's, he's just, uh, he's determined, absolutely determined. He, he said, look, I cannot see a reason why we should delay if, we can get all these things done um, and there's obviously security issues involved in remote witnesses but they, they've got some some sort of software system which they say is free that potential witnesses can download on their own home computers so they can give evidence from there and the importance of this was actually um, put into into context when Ms. Carmel Barbagallo stood up and said they've already had at least one witness potential witness who is in self-isolation right now they've got several other uh, elderly more elderly witnesses in their 60s and 70s who have already voiced their concerns about coming in to court via um, uh, public transport and things so they're they're being sort of um, given heed to uh, in, in what they can do um, in terms of giving their evidence. Um, and so, yeah, Justice Hall, as I said, put it, has put his mind to it, come up with his solutions on the run almost. Um, and I've got to say, so on the run was this today that Miss Barbara Gallo was in court, uh, can I say, in her civilian clothes, um, uh, with, a, with a gown over the top, I have to, I have to <laughs> add. Um, and she uh, acknowledged me outside court and said in, in uh, however many years she's been practising law, she's never done that before, but extraordinary times called for extraordinary measures and uh, and, and, and that's, that's what's happened. So uh, the upshot of it all is we're back on on Monday as we had hoped and, and, and prayed we would be. Yeah, it well, is. I can just add here that the one person who wasn't in court today mm. was the accused man, Bradley Robert Edwards. He was... Um, on video link from Casuarina Prison, but um, and he, I must say, he must he looked more animated than we've seen him through the entire trial. We were waiting for him for the judge to come and watched him on the video link, and he was chatting away very um, animatedly with whoever he was talking to. We didn't get any sound, but the judge has said he will be coming in um, for the court um, trial on Monday. It won't be done by video link. He doesn't think that's a satisfactory way to do it. So he will be present in court and he will be brought in short of, of course, him getting the virus. So um, I'm guessing the video link today was because uh, this hearing was so hastily called. It was. But yeah. you have to think that Justice Hall and the court administration must have been working around the clock to come up with all these various ways to keep the case going. Well, especially yeah. when you've got the um, Chief Justice virtually closing down the courts and ordering most of the lawyers to do things electronically. Um, I thought it was going to be delayed today, but um, no, he's determined to keep it running and, and that's, what, that's what will happen. Yeah, I mean, as we've mentioned many times before, Nat, well, just because the court isn't sitting doesn't mean that uh, all the interested parties aren't working feverishly away. And Ms. Barb Gallo said to me today, it was a very, very busy day yesterday trying to get everything in place. Um, obviously, there were email discussions flying around in the background between the court and the various 
sides to see what they could do, and that's and that's what they've they've all come up with um, in concert um, to ensure that we can um, we can all go ahead again on Monday. So that's what we'll do. So will the uh, victims and family members, will they still be permitted to be inside the courtroom or will they have to be taking it via audio streaming or another way? No, he said that the public are coming in, but they'll do the the socially distancing one metre apart, not Mm -hmm. huddle together. And if it gets to be too, uh, gets cluttered, they can hear it from another uh, room, another area. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so, cause, and, that, and all those measures were actually already in place, Nat, so that's what I mentioned yesterday, this media room remotely from the court. There are um, isolation rooms for the, the, both, you know, the family members away from court. Um, what will change, I think, is the number of uh, members of the public that will be allowed in. Yes. Um, the security guard asked me outside court, actually, whether Justice Hall had put a number on the number of people that will be allowed in. Um, he didn't, but uh, pure mathematics says there's, there's room for about 80 people in, in or 80 seats in that particular courtroom. Uh, take away the numbers for um, family members, police officers and various others. Um, that probably halves that number. And then I presume that every other seat will not be taken yeah. given the social distancing. So that takes it down to, you know, a, a number less than 20, I would think. But Justice Hall thought about that and he said, what we will do is we will record the proceedings every day. We will edit it to make sure no suppressed witnesses are mentioned by name. And then it will go up on the Supreme Court website. So anyone who wants to stay in touch with the trial will be able to. So once again, I can't remember that happening at all. And there are certain court proceedings in Western Australia that are put up. Uh, Admissions, which are new lawyers coming in, they put those up. So family members who are not able to make that very um, auspicious occasion can see it remotely, but they are going to now use that technology. So so everyone who wants to stay in touch with this case um, can do. Quite unprecedented unprecedented procedures um even to do with this trial so um yeah. that's yeah. what we're, we're seeing all we're, around we're, with we're everything breaking aren't we? new ground Ali, me and yeah. you together mm. we're breaking new ground <laughs> and you you have to think that you know it is an absolute blessing that this trial is judge alone well if it wasn't um as yeah uh, one esteemed barrister put um, first barrister put on facebook on sunday night if it wasn't then the trial would just end um, and have to go back to the beginning, which would have been an unmitigated disaster. So I suppose in these, in these troubled times, we thank heavens for, for small mercies, and, um, and, and, and that's, that's what we're going to get. We're, we're going we're gonna to keep going, um, despite everything else seemingly um, all over the world grinding to a halt. Yeah, that's right. Well, thank you both for this very unexpected update and, and whatever we pulled you from to send you into the court to find out what was going on. Uh, Tim and myself will be back tomorrow with another bonus episode and we'll have all your DNA questions answered by our forensic expert, Brendan Chapman. In the meantime, stay safe and we hope to have your company tomorrow for Claremont in Conversation. This podcast was produced by Kate Ryan and Alicia Preedy and recorded in the studios of Seven West Media. Audio files were provided from the archives of the Seven Network and the West Australian. Sign up for daily emails and all the latest on the Claremont trial at thewest.com.au.
For a fresh take on the news that matters, tune in to WA's newest morning show, The West Live, with Jenna Clark at thewest.com.au. The West Live not only delivers on what the day's big news stories mean for WA with hard-hitting interviews and analysis, but it will also make you smile with light-hearted chats and local gossip. The West Live, like talkback radio, but without the interruptions. Listen live weekdays from 8.45am on thewest.com.au or catch up with the podcast.